This conversation from the Augusta Golf Show is brought to you by Gerald Jones Audi, online at AugustaAudi.com. Well, our friend Nancy Lopez is a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame, uh, winner of three major championships and 45 LPGA tournaments. It's always a pleasure to welcome Nancy Lopez back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hello, Nancy. Hi, John. How are you? I'm great. How, how do you feel? Um, I'm doing great. I have two new knees, and I'm able to walk around my house realizing I don't hurt anymore, and then I get to play a little bit more golf because I don't hurt anymore, so it's great. I love I love hearing that. I really do. Uh, I wanted I wanted on this program to dedicate a couple of segments to to Mickey Wright and and Ron Syrak was was on the program just a few minutes ago talking about Mickey and and I wanted to do that because you know she stopped playing so many years ago but the accomplishments and the things that she was able to do um, I, I'm afraid might get forgotten in the mix of the whole thing. Did you ever get the chance to meet her? Um. <clears throat> I did, and you're correct, John. We don't want Mickey Wright to go away in our minds and in golf. Um, I, I I met her right at the end of my career, and she was still playing. And um, the story for me is that I was able to or did beat her in probably the last tournament she could have won, and that was in New Jersey at the Coca-Cola Classic. And it was a, there was, a I think it was a six-way playoff, start on a par three, uh, number 16, and she, we drew straws. She hit first. She stuck it up there like three feet from the hole, and we're all like, okay, <laughs> good luck, everybody. Huh. Um, everybody hit their shots. I was on the green. I had about a 25-footer right to left, big break. Um, pretty much looked like she was going to you know, win uh, the tournament. Well, everybody hit their shots. They finished out. I stepped up and I made this huge 25-footer right-to-left breaker. And then I know her three-footer became a little bit longer at that moment. I was saying, oh, boy, I could tell she felt a little bit of pressure. So it was just Mickey and I that went on to the 17th hole, and she could hit the ball a mile. She had really bad feet, wore tennis shoes, and could out-hit me, and I was pretty long back then. And as we go up to 17. Um, she out hit me in my drive. I hit my second shot on the green about, I hit uh, my second shot up about, well, in the same place I hit it in regulation in the regulation round. So I had missed the putt earlier that day. And as I got up there, I um, realized that I had the same putt and I knew what it was going to do. Well, I ended up birdieing the hole and I beat Mickey Wright in that tournament. And it was just a strange feeling because I respected her so much that when we were sitting on the green, uh, receiving the trophies and the winning check for a moment, I felt really bad that I beat her. Um, because I, at that moment realized it might be the last event she was ever going to win. And, um, it, I was sad for a few minutes and then I realized, wow, I just beat Mickey Wright. And so it went back to being happy because I felt like I truly accomplished something by by beating Mickey, this wonderful, great player that she was. It was really a feather in my cap to be able to do that. That's a great story. You know, she's reported to have said that 
there were times in the height of her career she felt like she was kind of carrying the LPGA on her shoulders. And, you know, in the 80s, with all that you accomplished and were accomplishing, did did you ever kind of feel that way? Uh, you know, she I think she felt that way and she was kind of uncomfortable with the accolades, I believe. And that's, you know, stories I hear from Kathy Whitworth and other players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's just hard because I think she was a little shy um, just from, you know, playing with her, being with her, hearing other people speak of her. Um, but, yeah, I would say, yeah, she definitely carried the LPGA Tour on her shoulders. Um, and that's not easy to do. That's that's really hard because you feel like you're the one that's going to have to carry the tour to the next level. And I think she probably felt that. You know, it was, it was something happened years ago when Dinah Shore passed away. And I kept thinking, gosh, why didn't we know she was sick? I wanted to write her a letter, tell her thank you for what she did. Um, you know, then Patty Burke came along and she was getting that age. So I decided to start writing letters to these greats of golf. And Patty Burke was such a great ambassador for the LPJ Tour and just a fine person. And I wrote her a letter and I wanted her to know how I felt about her and what she did for me and the LPJ Tour. And then I kind of started that trend a little bit. I did the same to Mickey. I wrote her a letter a few years back. She lives just down the road from me pretty much. And I told her how grateful I was for all that she did for the LPG tour and for me. And, you know, she opened the doors for us and she sent me back a lovely note. And, um, you know, it just, there was so much respect for her and for Patty and all these people that have done so much for the LPG tour that, like I said, I've kind of started, um, that tradition of writing those people that I know I may not ever see again and thank them for what they've done. And it was, I'm really glad that I was able to do that. As I look back now, I was able to thank Mickey for what she really, how she really did open the door for so many of us, of us players that are on the tour. We're talking with uh, Nancy Lopez here on the Augusta golf show. How are you going to feel when you get one of those letters from one of today's players, Nancy? Um, Hopefully, I'll still be young. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's just, um, I, I guess I just always am so grateful for what I have and I think for what I've been given and to be able to, you know, play golf, enjoy something and, and make a living out of something that I truly, truly love and how much, you know, effort my dad uh, gave me financially in every way he gave me all of his life to help me try and be successful in whatever I did not just golf um so you know I just feel really fortunate um and yeah I mean I'd love to get a letter from <laughs> from any player uh hopefully that I've um you know uh added to um their life in the golf world you you mentioned the new knees how how much are you playing I probably play three times a week, oh, that's and great. it's funny because when you don't play golf with good knees, you become a very upper body swinger, mm-hmm. and so I was using my upper body, and it was really hard. Once I had two new knees, even though it looks like I'm using them, I didn't know how to use them. It had been 15 years of um, 
you know, starting off with a little bit of pain, but it just got worse as years went on and how I really forgot how to use my legs. And just probably in the last, this the beginning of this year, I started playing a little bit more, starting a little bit more distance because now my legs are starting to get back into my swing. And so I'm picking up a little bit of yardage and that that's kind of fun. Um, you know, everyone asks me if I'm going to play in the Women's Senior U.S. Open. And, you know, John, I just don't know. I would have to work really, really hard to get ready to play. I wouldn't just want to go play. Yeah. I would really want to set a goal to finish really high. I would say top five, if not be able to win. But, you know, I did that for almost 30 years, worked so hard on my game. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to get in really good shape. Um, you know, my life's different now, and I enjoy... Um, the twilight in the afternoon on Thursdays at my course and, you know, going out with my husband to play golf. And, um, and but to have that regimen again, I would have to do that. And it would take me a couple of years and, you know, then I'll be 65. And there's a lot of things that, you know, there's, yeah. when you go to U.S. Open course, you have to have some kind of golf game. You can't just go play. And, you know, I just don't want to be humiliated by my own golf game. And I know a lot of people would like me to play, and I appreciate that. But I just don't know if I want to do that anymore. And I I truly wish the USGA would have had the Women's Senior Open years ago, because that would have been a lot easier for a lot of us to be able to play in it. Before I let you go, you were here famously last year, start of the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Can we, are we, will we see you again this year? Um, I will be there. <clears throat> we will not be hitting a tee shot, though, this year, which I understand. You know, last year was the sure. inaugural, and it made sense. But, um, yeah, it's just so great. Uh, I would live at Augusta if I could. <laughs> at Augusta National, yeah. right on the golf yeah. course. Get in line, Nancy. Um, Get in line. <laughs> it's just it's just a beautiful place. It is my favorite week of the year uh, to go there and, you know, just the, the place is just beautiful, and to see people excited about golf, and and there's so there's so much peace and class and quality there. You know, people are awesome. They don't just walk up to you and yell your name and say, "Are you Nancy Lopez?" They're very considerate of you there. For some reason, it's different there, <laughs> um, which I don't mind. I love my fans, and and when they make a big deal of me, that's fine. But it's nice to have be on a golf course and people just let you be there and at Augusta that's the way it is and it's just a great place to be and go and you know those pimento cheese sandwiches mm-hmm. are great and it you know it's just it's just awesome I just love it well I, it's seven weeks away I can't wait to see you I'm gonna yell your name when I see you um, <laughs> Nancy thank thank you for doing this I appreciate it sure John 